Welcome to Timberwolves the Podcast, a desperate shriek into the infinite eternity of time. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 10. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great this week. Thank you for coming over to uh, record a podcast. Uh, I hope you're prepared for an awesome show. Thank you for letting me drink your whiskey, as always. Of course. We're chilling. We're having a drink. We have a dog at our feet chewing on a bone. Um, it's a good time. It's it's kind of a, it's a weekly thing now. We've, we've made it to episode 10. That's yeah, some I mean, sort of milestone. Your dog loves us recording the podcast because you have to give her one of those bones as a distraction. <laughs> That's right. She's going to start knowing, you know, I mean, she's always very excited to see you already, but she's going to start, um, you know, putting that together with getting a getting a treat. So that's good. That's going to love it when I come over. <laughs> good assimilation there. Um, another week in Wolves basketball is in the books. Busy week. Nice little week here. Yeah, nice little uh, three games and four nights uh, in the past here for, uh, for the Wolves. I, I'm so conflicted about back-to-backs and stuff because, yeah. on one hand, I hate watching us play poorly because we're, it's a back-to-back, or as a lot of people know them as, scheduled losses. <laughs> scheduled, scheduled losses. But I love having Timberwolves basketball on every night. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be like, well, you know, we lost this one, but there's another game tomorrow. Let's go. I would watch it seven days a week. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, we got a lot of games this week. Um, let's talk about, uh, Scott, the halfway mark. We've uh, we've played uh, 41 games uh, into, I think we're into 42, 43 range right now. I think, I think we, uh, Dallas was 43, I believe. Okay, yep, so we are up and over the hump at this point, um, and it's the halfway mark. It's all downhill from here. So it's time to, it's time to talk about, um, I think, you know, some people do quarter mark and that kind of thing, and, and different uh, points in the season, um, you know, when, it, when it's time to look back at at things, but halfway mark is what it's going to be for us. Let's start with some things, um, Scott, from the first half of the season that we're surprised about. Some some surprising things that we might not have seen coming. Um, I'll start us out with the main one. I think it's just Carl Anthony Towns in general. Uh, number one pick overall, that comes with a lot of expectation, but I'm not sure that we, you know, in our wildest dreams, thought that maybe this was the player that we'd see. Some of the stats, some of the comparisons to other rookies like Shaq and and, and, and David Robinson, a lot of that's kind of cherry-picking stats that's a little weird, but he's been amazing. It's hard it? to ask for a better start from him. Absolutely. It's hard to imagine asking more of any rookie. I thought, you know, coming into the season, we were asking whether he was the best choice in the draft, and now we're asking whether he's the best choice in the past 10 drafts. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, absolutely thrilling. He makes every game worth watching. And, uh, you know, it, a couple years ago when we were losing, there wasn't a lot of fun players to watch because, you know, Kevin Love had his broken hand or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now it's so much fun because even when we're losing, we get to watch Wiggins and Towns play every night. Yes. Always worth turning in for. Towns has been a thrill to watch. And you can, and the fun thing is, you just see how young he still is. You can just see the potential that we're going to be able to watch develop over the next few years. Yeah, and I think I think last year kind of set the tone for what we might have expected from from Cat this year with Wiggins. Watching Wiggins last year, last year's number one overall pick. You know, seeing him in his rookie of the year campaign. To me, that was kind of the barometer of what to judge this season on for Cat. But Carl Anthony Towns might somehow even be more impressive than Wiggins was last year, right? It's definitely more fun. Yeah. I mean, Cat is sassy. 
He is celebrating in fun ways. He throws up the three goggles. He takes bows to the crowd. Yeah. He is just like more of a, a show uh, an entertainer. Yes. You know, he's like, also wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, the overtime loss uh, Wednesday night against Dallas this week. There was a shot of him as the game was wrapping up in overtime when it was the Wolves were going to lose. He looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. He was very emotional. He's into every game. He gets very upset at himself. Um, you know, if he makes mistakes, makes a turnover, these kind of things. Um, and that's something you really like to see out of, especially out of such a young person. So I hope it never changes. I hope uh, losing uh, never becomes normal for him. <laughs> really incredible. Cat, for sure, is, is definitely something that um, is surprising to start the season. I've been very impressed by the health of the squad so far this season. Yeah, that is, that is something brand Arnie new. Kander, <laughs> one of uh, one of Phillips' final great moves, bringing in Kander to be in charge of uh, player health, and uh, maybe that means resting Ricky a couple games here and there, or resting Peck or KG on back to backs. Yeah, but whatever it is he's doing, it's working out great. It's hard to know <laughs> if it's one hundred percent because of him, or it's just like we had a bunch of bad luck in the past, and now that luck is starting to even out. Yes, and. <laughs> Knock just, it. Just in case, Knock it. you know, I don't want anyone to start coming down with mystery injuries or anything. It's It's been terrific because literally that always just seemed to be our curse was that not only did we not have good teams, we never even got to see our teams be a whole team and see if they would work or not. Exactly. You know, having having health was always a thing where it's like, oh, we're never healthy. It's We can't even get a look at what we have. Um, a lot of our super important players over the last couple of years, like Kevin Love and Nikola Pekovic and Ricky Rubio, all missing very long stretches, um, all, many years in a yeah, row I and stuff. If, like, so. What's our training staff like? Who were they? Who let Kevin Love come back early with that broken thumb or yeah. that broken hand and he yeah. re-broke it again? Like who are like I don't want to who are these clowns? It's so hard to know. Yeah, especially with this, it's so it's hard like, to know. But at that point, you did have to start asking yourself: Is it the training staff here? And uh, you know, they they brought in a new. I think he's a VP. Even he has like a, a vice president role, Arnie Kander, um, up at the top. So you know, they still have Greg Farnham, who's been the trainer for many years um, with the team. But um, you know, we to got, bring in we Arnie got rid Kander, of the scrub staff and we brought in Doctor House. Something changed, and and suddenly our team has a clean bill of health. Um, you know. No injury reports all of a sudden now that Pekovic is back. Um, Even Pekovic came back. That's how good health has been. Even Peck came back. Career-threatening foot injury. uh, So far, so good with uh, Peck being back for here for a couple weeks. So... That's whatever it, devil magic we need to play for that one. I'm glad. You really, know. really great. Because even if your team is going to be bad, you need to be on the floor showing what you have in order for the front office to, you know, um, move on in the, in the summer. You know, whether it be who you pick um, in the draft or whether it be who you go after free agency. If your guys are on the floor for the majority of the season, you don't really know what you have. So, you know, although the Wolves are sure to finish um, somewhere near the very bottom of, of the standings, um, we should. Uh, uh, again, knock on wood, uh, you know, barring any injuries, we should have a good idea of what we have and where we need to go and who needs to move where and stuff. So health, super important. If there are injuries, hopefully they're fake injuries or we just want to tank. <laughs> yeah, we'll see those. Got to lose the last we'll 10 games in Mar- of the season. We'll see those in March and April for sure. A little bit of that. Um, next thing um, I have here for something that I'm surprised about is um, the harsh criticism of Sam Mitchell. Um, Sam Mitchell obviously has been a um, you know the probably the probably the biggest talking point of the whole season. Are you talking about Sam's criticism for people <laughs> for or the, Sam's criticism of the media or the media's <laughs> criticism of Sam? I don't know about media criticism. I mean, me, the media is a little bit of it, but I'm kind of more talking fan, about fan fans criticism. and Twitter and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I, I 
tend to stay away from that stuff, as I always say, just because I have a hard time judging uh, coaching. Um, but I just think we need to keep in mind the situation uh, involving Flip Saunders and Flip and uh, you know Sam's job coming into the season. When we talk about um, uh, you know the job he's done this year, and I think that it's gotten lost a little bit. And um, you know, I just think it's been it's such a unique and sort of um, anomaly of a situation that Sam was put into this year. And even further than that, even if he knew he was going to have the job and had the proper time to prepare for it, your main guys are 20 years old. Um, that's one, um, you know, one uh, defense that Sam has used all season. That I really think holds up. Uh, I think really what we're seeing, sure, the team could be better with a different coach. But um, and I'm not trying to really stick up for Smith too much here, but I think a lot of it's unfair, especially when the guys who are on the court are just learning on the job currently. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit more room here to give Sam some some space. It's hard for t- fans to admit that their team might just stink. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, they try to find reasons for it. Like, I like to say that we're purposely losing games. Like, this is all part of the greater plan to get better through losing, because that way it makes me think that maybe we're not 100% terrible. Maybe we're <laughs> terrible, but also purposely trying to lose. Uh-huh. And some fans like to get put it all on the coach. And it's because there's not a lot we can talk about in different areas of the game because we just feel like we can't really see what this team will be unless we start shooting threes or getting uh-huh. spacing or doing some different things on offense. You know, that kind of uh, armchair coaching, you know, that everyone <laughs> yeah. likes to do. Uh, they should come up with a new way to say, like, uh, hunched over your laptop <laughs> coaching. Yeah, that, that people for like a new age, do. for the digital age. Right. And, Twitter coaching. And so I think it's just easy to talk about him. And there's, uh, I think... A lot of people have been fair in the way they're talking about him. I don't see a lot of like criticism that it doesn't have make a good point. Yeah. I think that the community as a whole has been very fair in their criticisms. He usually deserves it. There's not anything that's outlandish, I think, in the criticisms for him. But it's just like the talking point every week. It's yeah. just like that's what everyone's talking about every single week. Yeah. And that's why it's like it's it's not that it's unfair, but it's getting old, I think. It's just like, yeah, we got it. But he's not going anywhere until this end of this year, you know? Exactly. Scott, what else are you surprised about this year? Bobblehead. Oh, it's a bobblehead surprise. Yeah. We haven't had Timberwolves bobbleheads in so long. The Twins have been crushing it in the bobblehead department. Yeah. I love fun promotions like bobbleheads. Promotional item, fun promotional items is a surprise from the Wolves side of things. Right. right. Now. Usually, <laughs> usually they're so bad if there's anything. And it's like usually it's like a calendar magnet. You yeah, know? more predictable than anything else. Oh, by the Nothing way, nothing unique. To, you know. to the person whose Chevette shirt I sent out this week, yeah, I sent a, a couple uh, calendar magnets from like three seasons ago. In classic there. vintage magnets, if you will. Yeah, you can you can see what Kevin Love's schedule was his final season, and <laughs> then they still stick. They still stick. They the, still work. The Rick Adelman final year. They'll still hold stuff up magnet. on your refrigerator. It's all good. Yeah, I actually still have it on my <laughs> fridge at home, just because I don't take things down. Yeah, cool promotional items. That's nice. Something fun for the for the fans to collect. And it's not just one. That's what's that's fun about it. Is it's like it's a whole uh, season series of. Yeah, them. the twins only do like two a year. Yep. Some years they only do one, and now we got five. Yeah, and they uh, got to get something to get people to come to these games because Lord knows door. nobody is getting in that door. Get them in the door. Nobody's uh, going to games. Scott, what are? Uh, let's move over to the, the other half of things. Um, so we've talked about here at the halfway point what we're surprised about. What are some things that you are bummed out about? You want to get started here on the first one. What, what are you bummed out about this year uh, as it pertains to the Wolves? Uh, well, especially with this play of late, I would say Zach Levine has mm. been a bummer this season. Wanted him yeah. to take a step forward more, just show a more of an awareness of what's going on. Just understand where to be in position, and he still looks just as lost as last year. Yeah, He's maybe finishing around the basket a little more decisively. 
Um, I saw Zach Lowe tweeted out this thing earlier today saying that uh, I forget who he was pointing out had made the most like three pointers from like. 28 plus feet out like the deep threes and it was like it's like curry takes the most and like mccollum you'd understand but zach was like tied for like fifth with the most makes from like that deep he had four makes and so those end of the quarter shots yeah or sometimes he just takes one where his defenders like <laughs> guarding away. yeah he just pulls it up and yeah. sometimes they go in and so i mean when he's hitting those three-point shots it's just like manna from heaven because we need the three-point shooting so much but it's just you know, I'd like to think like if I think he's going to be like a Gerald Green, Jamal Crawford type of player. Right. That's his future is to be Jamal Crawford. But Jamal Crawford doesn't try to force passes like that. He just knows he's a scorer. You know, like Zach yep. Levine tries to force so much offense. If he could just accept his role as being the gunner and just maybe he'll be better. I don't know. I'm, it's too early to call, pull it's the plug so on early. Zach. But at some point, we're going to have to start extending him. Like this is year two for yeah. Zach. And it's going to end up being like Derek Williams or Anthony Bennett, where we're going to have to decide how long we want to keep paying him. Plenty of time for Zach, for sure. Still super young. This is no sort of referendum on his, what his career will be. But I think just for this year, and especially after... I just want to see him get it. You know, a you little, want to see little bit. You want to see a little bit more. Yeah, it's unfortunate they still being played out of position. That's super important. It's obviously not his position. I think even Sam knows that. He says that over and over. We're playing him out of position um, just to get him the minutes and get him extra chops, ball handling and decision making stuff but yeah he's he's rough to watch still um you know the the um the progressions you haven't quite seen that yet um so i still have high hopes for zach we still don't know what his role will be in the team going forward maybe it will just be you know i think a lot of people think it will be fire off the bench six man come in hit some shots that kind of thing but um he's a little bit further he's behind a, he's the such younger a net guys, minus though right now yeah. when he's in yeah. our team it always seems like, you know, our starters are holding the lead or maybe build a lead in the first quarter. And then Zach Levine comes in to run the bench unit and we lose that lead. And that's yeah. how we always, you know, fall behind when we have a lead. Something I'm bummed out about uh, from the first half of this season is uh, Nemanja Bielitsa's team nickname. They call him Belly, which is uh, easy to say. And catchy, and I get it for an on-court purpose. Need something you can for yell your, for your other teammates to be able to yell out a pick or or, or whatever, telling you where to go. That's a quick little two-syllable thing to say. But I just think uh, you know there are other nicknames out there. Uh, Professor Big Shots. Uh, I, it's never stuck with me. Maybe it's too long or something. My I think wife, he, <laughs> when, when we said it when we were watching a game, we were shouting it when he was making some threes. Yeah. And my wife thought we were making fun of him. She's like, "That's a sarcastic nickname." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like an ironic name. It right. does sound like that. It does sound like we're making fun of him. We're like, no, it's actually meant as a compliment. Yeah. She's yeah. like, doesn't sound like one. He brought that name over from overseas, and, and I guess that's uh, you know what he offered up when asked about what his nickname was. And obviously they're not going to call him that on the court. So I just think there's room for um, a better nickname for him. Maybe it'll take uh, a moment in the NBA or some sort of uh, reputation to happen to be to, to get he, that. He keeps so. shooting it like he has been the past two weeks. Beal no. Threetza, I like a lot. <laughs> Threetza. Beal Threetza is what I yell whenever he hits one. That's a good one. Nemanja Bielitsa. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope for improvement in that in that part uh, of of uh, nickname. I hope he starts throwing up the three point goggles like yeah. Cat's doing. I think he should. Well, I think he should. On. Yeah. What else, Scott? Uh, ticket prices. You know, they're raising their ticket prices again for next season. It's like mm, I think we, yeah, had we have this coming up in mailbag. One yeah. of the worst records in. We had the worst record in the league last season. One of the worst in the sorry history of our sad franchise. They raised the prices. 
And yes. So are you talking? There's nothing in the Target Center right now that's nicer than the season before it. There's no renovations going on in there. Maybe we'll have some nice renovations, and it'll feel like the ticket price jump again is pr- justified. But it's 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 just gross, man. So it's you like, think for the first half of this season they could they should have been brought down? Yeah, I mean I understand like yeah. there's there's things where they might be locked into it with the league. Like maybe yeah. the league as a rule, you don't lower ticket prices. We only yeah. go up kind of like airfare, you know? <laughs> actually airfare can come down, yeah. but the league is like, no, we never depreciate in value. We never go back down in yeah. price. Bad look. And so the, they got to offer some kind of better packages instead of do, making us do flash sheets and not be able to sell our tickets for cheap. Cause that's gutted the amount of people who, who can buy tickets for cheap. We've seen the, the effect on attendance numbers, you know, it, there's not people picking up like ten dollar tickets on StubHub and going to these games anymore, sure. and, and maybe the Timberwolves don't care about that. Like we've talked about in previous weeks, the team owners are now don't really care for people who aren't going to spend money when they're in the arena. So that's the idea of selling high price tickets is you know you're only getting richer people to come to the games. Um, but it's just a bummer of a trend. Like I know, like I'm not my the ticket price inflation is greater than my salary inflation at work. Like I do not get (laughs) that big of a raise percentage wise every year, and these tickets go up at like eight ten percent every year. It's just like, how do you justify it? Moving on, let's talk a little bit more about All Star. It's coming up soon. Uh, This week, um, Andrew Wiggins was asked by the starters Tass Mellis if he would participate in the. In the slam dunk contest, I think it's Verizon this year. I think it's not Sprite anymore. I'm pretty sure it's like the Verizon uh, slam dunk contest. The he Comcast All Star Game. Exactly. Wiggins said no. Dunk. He will not. He will not participate. He will not go up against his teammate Zach Levine. Surely the the repeat champ Zach Levine will be there. Um, let's talk about his chances. Uh, without knowing the rest 100%. of the field, without knowing the rest of his the field, it doesn't really even really matter. Zach oh, Levine <laughs> is is probably the best dunker that we've seen in the contest. Some say since Vince Carter. Yeah, I, I don't know what the odds would have to be for me to not bet on him. It would have to be like I have to pay you or something if he does it because guaranteed. This is lock it in. Yeah, no question about it. Listeners, anyone hit me up on on the at Wolf's Cast on Twitter. And we'll get the PayPal thing figured out. I will bet anyone twenty dollars. Zach Levine repeats as champion. Yeah, no one else gets to gets to touch that trophy. It would have been fun to see Wiggins go up against him, right? Well, especially in, in Toronto. In Toronto, but Wiggins knows better. Like that's actually how you know Levine's going to win is because Wiggins is a, like amazing leaper, one of the better jumpers and dunkers in the league. Easily, we've seen him do, do impressive dunks and practice and stuff like that. And he doesn't want it. And he he knows better. <laughs> you know he wants to do it in Toronto. You know he wants to win. Yeah, but he doesn't want to lose and look like yeah. a punk in Toronto. And that's what's yeah. going to happen to everybody yeah he'll be in the rising stars game and that'll be enough for him <laughs> levine didn't even do his best dunks last year oh he's got some he's got some he's got some backed up he saw everyone else was screwing up and he said i'm gonna save him for next year what about other wolves around or in events at all-star will there uh we probably like i just said wiggins in the rising star game uh, levine. levine probably in the rising stars game mm. uh maybe probably uh maybe a uh, cat uh for sure in oh, that yeah. game um, probably definitely. not be Probably not. Yep. Uh, probably only have three this year instead of the four we had last year. Yeah, Can't match fun. our record. Um, Hope the jerseys are sick again this year. 
oh, amazing jerseys last year. I can't wait to see what they're going to do this year. I really like the the big game jerseys from the Toronto All-Star um, game coming up here. So hopefully the Rising Star stuff uh, uh, is as good as those. Uh, what else? Do you think there'll be lots of players just hanging out at the festivities? Like, you know, you know, getting it's some... hard to say because it's in Canada. So stuff. it's not like it's like you're taking your three days off and you're going to somewhere warm or wherever for your vacay. Yeah. But a lot of teams, it's just what, like, Ricky... What about support I can see, like, Ricky being there because, uh, like, Adidas probably has something going on. Yep. You know, like, yep. a lot of these yep. is, like, sponsorship stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could see Shabazz going to, you know, rub elbows with the superstars. Yeah, make some appearances. Yeah. I mean, the partying's got to be good, too, though, there. I mean, you imagine that's, uh, you know, a highlight no matter where the All-Star game is. Those are some of the hottest parties of the year. White you Vegas. Know? Let's go. Let's go. Is that what they call it? That's what they call Toronto. <laughs> never, White Vegas. I've never heard that. Oh, it's like uh, there's like the reputation that if players like teams try not to schedule their team to like fly in the night before at when they play Toronto because like there's a like a Hanover effect on visiting teams because they <laughs> the go out so hard. They hit, they hit White Vegas so hard. Yeah. Um, yes, All-Star coming up uh, a couple weeks Happy from now. 10th anniversary to the starters. I think that was an old Basketball Jones uh, video skit they did Vegas. about White Vegas nice, yeah, back nice, in the day. Nice. Yeah, hopefully we'll have some more All-Star news to uh, talk about uh, in the next couple weeks. But for now, looking forward to Zach. I've heard the, I heard the Timberwolves aren't... Uh, Smitch said the Wolves players aren't even allowed to go to the three-point contest. Oh, so they, not they, even allowed to they, watch. They don't have the personnel to be in the three-point contest. Yeah, no. <laughs> Same would say. Although, the, the lawn two-point contest. Once they have the like the lawn twos, like the foot-on-the-line like three-point foot contest. Tayshawn. Tayshawn's right going to kill in. it. He's going to nail it. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get down to our main section, uh, B-Elitza back in the lineup. Uh you know, getting more time. He wasn't really injured or anything. He had just kind of fallen out of favor, um, I had would his say. confidence shaken. Yes. But now he's back and things are good. Not fouling at quite the same rate. Still fouls a little much. but <laughs> still can't breathe yeah. without fouling. Yeah. He, I, he has seemed to come to terms with it. He has started to, like, notice the whistle and kind of, like, be resigned to it or, like, raise his hand to call it. Yeah. I think his spirit's been broken a little bit in that sense. But he's playing really well, right? Uh, uh, Jim Pete had the observation that, you know, in, in Eurobasket, he was one of the more athletic players and now he's one of the less athletic players on the court. So it's just taken him time to figure out how to score in different ways than he used to. He's got the basketball IQ that he can figure it out. He's super skilled too. You can really he's got see the it. He's got and moments. So he's, super he's just skilled. figuring it out. He's yeah. figuring out how to change the game, and because he can't overpower people like he was able to in EuroBasket. Yeah, it's 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 great to have him back. Um, you know, he really changes threes. the whole dynamic of the team because he's a stretch yeah. four more than anyone else. Even yeah. when like people respect him spacing wise even more than they do for Cat when we have Cat at the four and Gorgie yeah. or Peck at the five. Um, and like Adrian Payne doesn't give us that. If we're doing a small lineup, Tayshawn Prince doesn't give us that. Uh, the some of the best play I've seen this year has been in a five man lineup with Bielitsa at the four. Yeah, it's it's great to have him back in the mix and you know out there hitting threes and not traveling anymore. I mean that no, that's, that's, that's something that uh, yeah again the uh, referees call it a lot. Jim Pete and Ben's you know t- yeah I talked about that being clearly a, a point of emphasis and hopefully it would fall off and it did because uh, Bielitsa is not he he literally was being called for that game after game after game multiple times a game the too. pump fake at the three point line put it on the floor yeah so and th- and that that has settled down. 
probably mostly because of the refs, but also he's, you know, he's obviously learned a little bit about what, what slow it down a little bit, make it clear um, that you're putting the ball down before you put your foot down. Um, and, and it's, it's great to see a little bit of growth out of him. Again, he's, he's technically a rookie, but he's 26 or 27 years old. Yep. So I think while there is a learning curve, it's not going to be as steep as some of the 20 year olds um, and stuff like that. I think he's going to get it figured out pretty quick um, and, and should be, I'm hoping a nice player for the wolves going forward for the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, exactly. I uh, I was going to say that, uh, which contradicts what you just said. There. Mm. Uh, Meg asked me when we were watching the Timberwolves game the other day. We don't always night. have to agree. Come on, let's. I mean, what do you think? Well, uh, no. Meg asked me, "Is Bielitsa going to be on the the next great like Wolves team?" And I was like, "We only have him for three years. Like, yeah. it, we're going to be one of the worst records in the league this year. Yep. Next year, hopefully, we make a push for the playoffs. Maybe we're the eighth seed." He's gonna be like a bridge to the to the Next, uh, hopefully yeah. potential like contending team hey, that maybe, we have in like five years. I think best case scenario, he plays like we make the playoffs with him. He likes being here, and he signs like a team friendly extension, maybe you know, because he yeah. wants to stay here and it fits really well. Yeah, but uh, I just you know we don't have a lot of experience with people finishing up their contracts and then sticking around here. Yeah, you know. But hopefully, yeah, he hopefully he proves his worth in the league and can be a role player off the bench. Um, for us for a long time, possibly. It'd be nice if, you know, yeah, again, he sticks around and, you know, is, is more of a smaller role, but still on the team. And, and maybe, yeah, he's, he's the elder statesman or whatever when he's like 33 or whatever. And right. hopefully he's still around. That'd be great. Let's, yeah. hope, let's hope for it. We were also talking about, this goes with Bielitsa, but also with Towns. Is it better for their long-term health if they never jump on their jumpers? It's always just set shots, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think long-term, I, like, you play like Zebo forever, I guess, because, <laughs> like, if you don't... <laughs> If you don't jump, like, Cat never jumps when he takes a shot. It's incredible. Gotta save them knees, for sure. All right, that does it for our main section. Some talking points there. Halfway point of Timberwolf season. We've got so many cool things for you this evening. We have a sponsor. Uh, we're getting back to mailbag this week. Uh, we're going to review some food, talk about an old-school wolf, um, and then get to our game. So, jam-packed show. we got to fly through it. But uh, have a little break here for a sponsor. Um, stick around. We'll be right back. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Everybody, this is Scott from Timberwolves the Podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to announce the opening of the brand new Target Center Tap Room. Now that the surly bill has become a law, the Tap Room can open its doors every Sunday morning before the team's annoyingly frequent Sunday afternoon matinee games. Fill a growler, or should I say howler, uh, to take home or into the arena with you. Try the Bounce Brothers Double IPA, which has twice the hops of a normal IPA. The Serbian stout was brewed using a Pekovic family recipe from the old country. And whatever you do, don't leave without trying the Terry Porter. The Target Center Tap Room now open before Sunday afternoon games. Please drink responsibly. And thank you to the Target Center Tap Room for supporting our podcast tonight. We will be right back with Mailbag. It's a mail bag. It's a m- 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 mail bag. It's a mail bag. It's a mail bag. It's a m- 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 mail bag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. 
Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. All right, back to the show. Time to read mail. Uh, we skipped mailbag last week, so uh, we had to replenish the the huge stack of, of mail that we have uh, here in the studio, Scott. Yeah, and now are just we're just got so many questions to burn through. That's right, tons and tons and tons of questions. Thank you for your questions. Um, once again, though, this is not any kind of question line. I get a lot of uh, like Google type questions, mm. like. Uh, Tom Hanks IMDb. Right. A lot of people send that into us. That's not a question. That's not it. That's not, there's no there's no question in that. That that's more of like a, a query maybe um, or something. I, I don't know. That's yeah. that's weird. Don't don't uh, mistake us for Google. Just tweet at us. That'd be cool. At Wolvescast, we'll get to your questions. First one comes to us from Kim. She's at Kim Possible eighty nine. She says the Carl Anthony Towns shoe drive, where fans can bring in used shoes in exchange for Timberwolves tickets, kicked off at Target Center a few weeks ago. What other Wolves players should have a drive, and what would be they be collecting for charity? Good question. Kind of like question. the Kevin Love coat drive, kind of. Kevin Love collected so many coats while he was here for a long time. Lots of silly little, uh, I remember lots of little viral videos, lots of little marketing materials for the Kevin Love coat drive. Numbers. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like an all-star thing. Oh, but, no, yeah. No. Uh, but whatever, yeah. It was, there was stuff like that for the coats as well. Um, but uh, a couple of them we have, um, you know, I think sticking, you know, with the, the winter weather thing, we could have the Nikola Pekovic boot drive. Obviously, um, Nikola Pekovic uh, knows a little something about uh, being in a walking boot uh, with his injuries to his feet and stuff like that. And, I I feel like uh, Nikola Pekovic's boots are actually like I want to see him two halves of a tiger sewn up around his calves. I gotta you know? see what he wears on his feet. Exactly, it's got to be very furry. Yeah, probably some real fur. You know, yeah, some creatures hand sewn <laughs> with rope and needle. Where I, I I just can only imagine the type of stuff he wears out to to that little ice fishing hut that he likes so much. The Nikola Pekovic boot drive that that could be something I could see. What, what else do we have, Scott? Uh, well, I think Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Known for having tricky passes. Pretty tricky, Ricky. <laughs> Glove drive. Yes. More winter wear. Dip the fingertips in syrup so you'll always have sticky fingers like Ricky. There you go. The there sticky you go. bandits. There you go. <laughs> no longer the wet bandits. That's right. Ricky Rubio, the glove drive. Throw, throw your gloves into the box and uh, get some tickets. It seems like really more of a Gary Payton promotion, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. The glove the drive. Glove. The, the glove, glove drive. If only we had such nicknames like that. <laughs> but I like I like kind of like the glove moniker for Ricky. It's obviously already taken, but he plays yeah. good defense. He steals the ball a lot. Oh, yeah, he's always up there in the top of the league as and far as uh, steals go at the end of the year. So uh, for sure, gloves for Ricky. Uh, and last, we have uh, Gorgie Jang. He could have a oversized winter clothing drive. You know, he's a big dude and everything, got long arms and stu- such. He probably, like Pekovic, has to, you know, uh, really go to the big and tall store to figure out what he's going to wear. Obviously, probably some private tailoring happening there. Um, but you, for the Gorgie Jang oversized winter clothing drive, you bring your big and tall sized winter wear uh, for Gorgie to deliver to oddly shaped families in need. Uh, you, know, so, you know, it's just that, like, Super tall, lanky people. Or We're people. not all normal size. And, you know, the, if their families are in need, they can't find stuff that fits them just as easily. Yeah. It's a good cost. Seven footers get cold, too. That's the thing. Probably even more cold. Because how's the weather up there is a real deal. That's right. The air is super thin. Um, you know, I think they have 
uh, you know, longer, longer appendages, longer fingers and stuff. And that's where you really need the warmth. So I notice when I'm like on a packed like subway or something, mm-hmm. a train, I suppose here, yeah. you don't have a subway here, light rail, bus, uh, whenever it's tight, bus or anything. I always have like clean air I can breathe in because we're two tall guys. You know, I'm yeah. six two, you're six four. We're way above. And so like we always get that clean, fresh air to breathe. And people who are really jammed in down by everyone's armpits, it's just got to be hot and like gross. Yeah, we love the mountain air where we operate up, so up top. It got to be even better for Gorgie. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the question, Kim. Moving on. The next one comes to us from John. He's JB John Bender on Twitter, J O H N Bender on Twitter. Um, he asked, how do you feel about the Wolves increasing season ticket pricing by 7 to 8%? Thank you, John, for the question. Ooh, Scott, I'm sorry, you I kind of went this. off on that earlier. Yeah, no, it's okay. You talked about this a little bit. We had um, also, um, Scott, so you retweet something from um, Minnesota Public Radio's uh, Bob, uh, Collins. Bob Collins, yeah. um, who I believe is a season ticket holder. Um, um, you wouldn't know it from all his grumpy tweets, though. He keeps re- renewing those well, season you, tickets. He, yeah, he does keep renewing them. I think <laughs> he, how grumpy I think he, he is got out of the game last year. I think he got out of the game for a year last year, and then he got suckered back into it this he year. He tweeted that his were possibly going up by 20%. So, you know, I his think... His were going it, from $35 to $42. So I think it is kind of on. is, depending on where you sit, is is how much things are going up. Um, I, I get it. It's It sucks to have the prices go up on seats when you're watching a lottery team, when you're watching a team that loses nine in a row, um, all these things. That's 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 a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> when you're current... You, you're paying for, even though you're paying for something in the future and that's the pricing we're talking about but what you're currently sitting in front of is kind of kind of bad to watch it, it, it's really hard john i have to apologize to you personally <laughs> this is my fault neil and i we had season tickets for two years we had season tickets during karolinko's year we had season tickets for love's final year yep two and, years they, in a row. and they raised our ticket prices between those two seasons then after love's final year it's clear love's not coming back it's clear the writing's on the wall that's it we're going to be a bad team next year. And they asked us to renew our season tickets. They're like, we're going to raise the prices up again. And another jump for another year in a row. It's like college tuition. It goes up every single year <laughs> regardless and never goes back down. You can bet on it. And, you know, we said no because we know the team's going to be worse next year. And so why would we pay more money when it's yeah. going to be a worse team? Honestly, the, the Kevin Lowe's final year, how many games were we there when the stadium was empty? <laughs> And it was just like, why are we paying to lock in these seats when new people are sitting next to us in the second half every time because people can move down? Yeah. And it's just like, why are we paying to lock in our seats? This is the best team we've literally ever had without Kevin Garnett on it. The best record we've ever had as a team. Kevin Love's like final year, like we're making that push for that playoffs and people still aren't coming to the games. And so it was just like, we could get these tickets cheap on the secondhand market. Every day we're coming with our season tickets in hand and we see cheaper tickets on the secondhand market. And so we canceled our season tickets for the Wiggins rookie year because we knew we would be worst team. Yep. And so I was I've been very nice because season ticket reps are awesome. I'll say that about the reps who work for the Timberwolves, really super awesome, nice people. Loved everyone that I've worked with and yeah. talked with. And I would tell them honestly, I said, You guys are doing great. This isn't about you. It's about being able to come to every single one of these games for cheaper on the secondhand market because you've overpriced 
your fans out. You've like overpriced your tickets. You did not read the market correctly. Yeah. It'll be cheaper for me to take advantage of the secondhand market. And one year later, what do they do? <laughs> They're like, we got to stop <laughs> They're that. They're going up again. They're so I'm sorry, Timberwolves fans. I gave them the idea that the secondhand market was ruining <laughs> their season ticket holders. And they went to flash seats. They eliminated the secondhand market in a way. Uh, they kind yeah. of they kind of neutralized it in a way. That's uh, how we've been getting our tickets this year. They're flash trying seats. to handicap it. I kind of dig flash seats. Um, you know, ticket prices going up is it sucks, but I get it, actually. You know, it's kind of how they have to run their business. They drop the tickets down. Uh, for That's how we got in on the deal many years ago, maybe like five years ago. Um, last year, the Wolves winning 16 games. Um, that was rough. It was, you know, we, I'm happy we didn't get season tickets last year. But I get the over year over year uh, increase. Um, to, uh, uh, I would say... Um, uh, attendance is up this year um, over no, it, no, over it, last year. I don't up. think it is over our 16 win. No Ricky. Uh, I would say I, I look into the upper level, and um, there's not much change in the lower level. No, I'm going to look, look into the upper level. Attendance is up this year. I'm going to find this out. I'm yeah. going to look it up. We need to look it up. I say I, attendance is up this year. The team is trending upwards. They're better than they were last year. Next year they will be even better than they are this year. I understand the little price in, increase. I don't like it. I'm not going to be a member. But it's it, tough for people who it, are but on a business level on glenn taylor um uh, and and how they need to you know not lower their tickets after after another year i i get it whatever it, it's it's how it has to be unfortunately it seems like business sense to raise your tickets up this year uh, i don't know what kind of raises glenn <laughs> taylor's getting every year he's got a lot more money than me i know and uh, you know it's been never been a better time to be a billionaire in america than it has been for these past 10 years he's selling I mean, he's getting out his team has been the worst team in the nba for 10 years and has, it's gone up in value by $700 million in that time. Yeah. Losing is paying off big time for Glenn Taylor. Yeah. He, you know, and then it's, it's, I mean, he doesn't need the money. It's not really about him. But, but. what I'm trying to say is the pr- ticket prices are going up by like way, way more than uh, more. I get like a Between yearly 10 small and 20%, raise. Yeah, 10 and 20 percent. I don't possibly. get I don't get that kind of raise. And so mm-hmm. it's just like it just sucks to watch this team that we've been supporting price you out and be like, well, sorry, you know, this isn't for you. Yeah. And then they sell tickets to these people who don't care and then they don't show up. Yeah. Like the reported but, attendance might be bigger this year, but there's definitely less butts and seats. I can tell you. Yeah. Attendance is up. Season tickets are up. You know, they ride. They're going to ride on the cat and Wiggins, the promise of cat and Wiggins going forward, uh, you know, Potentially, you know, they won 16 games last year. They'll win around 30 this year. Next year, they'll say, we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to win 45 games this year. You know, that's they'll what they said more, to they'll me They'll get more times. people. They'll get, they won't get us to pay those prices, but they'll get other people to pay those prices for those seats, I think, <laughs> over there at Target Center. Uh, sorry, John, the tickets are going up. That's how it goes, though. Um, thanks to everyone who sent in the mailbag questions. At um, least we can say this. Like when these renovations do happen, because that's another thing is that like they're not adding ten to twenty percent. That's something like, that'll entice us. Value the most thing, yeah. Well, it'll but, actually make it so that sitting in the upper level isn't garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's insulting that those ticket prices go up every year because we have the worst upper level in the NBA, guaranteed. Yeah, the new scoreboard and the renovations will make the upper level experience. And so as well. you know, maybe I'll be fine being priced out of the lower bowl. And be fine with just resigning myself yeah, to watching every game from the upper level. <laughs> if like the upper level doesn't suck, yeah, it'll be better. Uh, great. Well, um, that will do it for mailbag for us. We have a couple more segments. We're going to review some Target Center food. Speaking of Target Center, um, so don't go anywhere. We got lots more show with Timberwolves the podcast. Welcome. 
welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. All right, we're talking food, specifically Target Center food. We've had a series of food reviews already this season. That's right. We were the foodies of the game, uh, which is a cool promotion that uh, Target Center um, is doing this year to kind of highlight a lot of their new menu items. Um, we did that uh, like a week ago. Yeah, that was we super fun. Went straight to our heads. <laughs> we're now like yeah. food snobs. Yeah, now I haven't eaten fast food since then. I'll never eat it again. You we're, know? we're taking like really fancy photos on, yeah. our, on our phones and putting all kinds of filters on them. Yeah, we're only eating the best stuff and that's because we were deemed foodies. So there, there we the are. The official foodie, the official Timberwolves NBA foodie of the game. I mean, we review food uh, on a weekly basis, uh, it's I guess maybe not weekly basis, but maybe on like a monthly basis we do. So maybe we are. Maybe that is what we are. Movers right and now. shakers in the food industry. So we tried two different burgers. Uh, in the past, we had um, already tried a couple of their burgers. We had uh, uh, previously reviewed the breakfast burger. Yep, and the Jack Mac. See episode eight for that <laughs> review. That's right. So we've tried some of their new burgers, and um, for sure they're awesome. These two burgers um, are are very different from the other burgers we had tried before. These burgers are infused burgers. Yeah, the burgers we had tried before, it was about what's on top of the burgers. Uh -huh. And this one's about what's inside the burgers. Yes. Minnesotans, hearty Minnesotans, even if you're listening to this from afar, you know that our delicacy is the Juicy Lucy here, yes. invented here in the state. It's cheese. a cheeseburger <laughs> where the cheese is inside the patty. Brilliant. Take a bite out, it comes out. So we know about burgers infused with stuff around here. That's right. These burgers are about, um, you know, how the, the patty is infused with, you, um, you know, we had two different burgers. The first one was the Triple B burger. Um, that one's infused with bacon in the patty. And then the other one is called the Firehouse Burger. And um, it is infused with jalapeno. So it's nice. It kind of is all blended in there right in the patty. It's totally separate from what's on top. Um, I, I, I like both of them. Um, uh, definitely, uh, I, think I, I think I enjoy the, the, the bacon one a little bit more. Pretty hearty cheeseburger. Um, yeah, it tasted, it tasted like uh, a cheeseburger, more or less. But you had like the hints of bacon. Yes. It doesn't get, it's not like eating a cheeseburger with bacon on top. No. But I felt like the, the mix of 30% bacon. Bacon, seventy percent beef gives the 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 patty a kind of more hearty uh, yes feel to it, mouthfeel, I suppose. Yeah. See, I'm using mouthfeel, people. That's how you know this foodie of the game stuff went those straight to my head. Of, those are the types of terms that you hear in Bon Appetit magazine. Yeah, I like the I like the Triple B burger a little bit better. The jalapeno infused burger sneaks up on you a little bit. You start eating it, and you're like, oh, this isn't that spicy. This is the jalapeno burger. And then by the time you finish it, your like lips are kind of tingling a little <laughs> a little bit, if you know what I mean. They're yeah, kind of burning a little bit. The jalapeno is definitely in there. It's it a, sneaks up on you. It's spicy without being too hot, I would say. It's got pepper jack on it instead. So you know that's what we call the devil's cheese. There you go, Scott. You you remember you remarked that it was it was more like a sausage patty, you know, like a spicy sausage. Yeah, with a little it, like peppery. It reminded me of eating like a sausage patty instead yeah. of a, a beef patty because of it. just like uh, maybe the mixture of the jalapenos too just made it, uh, or maybe this one I got was a little more done uh -huh. than uh, it felt like. Uh, your the the bacon burger felt like a little. Like it was, it tasted a little less done. And I, I, I think they were both done. I mean, it's, yeah. they were both like obviously done, but yeah, I'm just so saying like had a little bit more of a charred kind of like feeling or yeah. taste to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the jalapeno burger, that is. The yeah. Firehouse burger. 
Yeah, I think these are two options that I would recommend um, for people who are looking for a burger at Target Center, but don't want it to be very intense. You know, I or think, a big mess. You know, yeah, Some messy. People, these are much easier to eat. We mentioned that the other burgers that we had, we had the to Jack like Mac sit and the down and be like, okay, and now let's sit down and yes. unfold our breakfast on our lap. And yeah, it was very like, that. Those burgers were very important that we had a bucket of tater tots underneath them. <laughs> right. Whereas these, you can very cleanly eat. You do also um, get French fries. Get French fries, of fries. So you get some some potatoes. Uh, with that uh, as well but it's not like the other burgers where it became part of the overall experience it was kind of uh, two separate experiences i would say so i think when you go to a game there's three different levels of buy-in food yeah or i guess four but the family level doesn't apply to us yeah what, what, what would those be first level is snack you're just getting a snack just a little something maybe get some candy yeah you know maybe get some pop popcorn. popcorn yeah and this is what we call like the 450 to six dollar range yeah and then there is, man, I didn't have dinner tonight. Maybe I'll get something a little bigger. You get like a hot dog, a tot dish taco. Chicken tenders. Yeah, little, things like that. Personal size pizza, maybe. It takes you up, you know, like $6 to $9 range, $10 range, maybe even. And when you get up to the food that we've tried that's in the $14 range, like these burgers are, <laughs> that's the premium. You know, that's why you're, you're, you're paying because you're like, you know what? I'm at a game. Yep. I'm gonna I'm going to try something it. new. Yep. And by the way, we should say, well, let's not get off the point, then I'll say this. <laughs> and so the, we should try something new. Yeah. Why well, don't try this new stuff? Make it a premium experience. Like, don't make I want to be full. Don't make a great burger and then cheap out on the bun. The bun was like the same kind of like store, like, you know, like Wonder Bread kind of like school cafeteria bun. Yeah. And it, like, I know they have better buns. That first review we did where you had those buffalo sliders. Yeah. That was a good bun. Buns, yeah. And it's like, why yeah. are you like... Putting in a gold medal burger in like a did not place bun, you know what I'm saying? Did not place. It's yeah. just, it's just like it was a weird choice because I was like, oh, this bun sucks. Like it's, a, yeah. you know, I'm just saying if you're paying fourteen dollars, get them a good bun, put yeah, a good nice bun, bun on the burger. There. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we had the pleasure to talk to uh, a rep. I can't remember what her name was, but we had a lovely, lovely rep who who um, gave us this food and told us a little bit about it. And uh, we had a chance to talk to her. It, it seems like uh, from our conversation that Target Center is actively trying to get a little bit more of that destination treats that you get at like Target Field. Like, I don't know about you, yep. but when I go to Target Field, I know where all the new food items are and what the good food items are. And I know I'm going to go to maybe a dozen games a year. So I plotted out like this game. I'm going to try the <laughs> yep. Barrio Bar. Yep. In this game, it's Butcher and the Boar Rib Tips. Yep. Who am I kidding? Every game Every is time. a butcher in the Royal Rib Tips. It's my favorite food at Target Field. But uh, then you go Andrew Zimmer's Canteen another time. And they have such crazy food items. It's kind of like a draw to come to the game almost. And that's been a big trend in baseball. And and uh, Target Center is now trying to do that too. Trying to come up with some novelty items that maybe mm-hmm. cost a little bit more. But are the kind of things that are like, they did what? And well, yeah, I'll try that. I only go to like 10 games a year, five games a year. Why not? You know, and that's a good idea. That seems to be the trend in stadium food right now. And I've been enjoying it. It's fantastic. We love to see Target Center bringing in some new food items. Thank you again to Jeff Munichy and um, the Target Center over. Eats. Yeah, Target follow, Center Eats. Follow Target Center Eats. You could be a foodie of the game. That's right. But don't Target come stepping on our territory. Nah. You're nah. a foodie of the game, not the yeah. foodie of the game. Yeah, you're not reviewing it on a podcast like us. <laughs> Yeah, go try out these burgers. Yeah, um, you can find them at sections 113 and 121. Go check out the Triple B Burger and the Firehouse Burger. And also, this is like, uh, they reached out to us, you know? We were just tweeting about our podcast and our food reviews. Yeah, that was cool. And they reached out to us. How cool is that? Like, yeah. we don't ask for this or anything. It's just like, that's being like engaged with the online community. 
Listen, kids, you start a podcast about the Timberwolves. Nine episodes later, you too can have a free burger. Oh, my Check gosh. It Check it out. This has all been worth it. <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us for Target Center Food Reviews. We'll be right back with Better Know an Old School Wolf. Who will it be? Who will you learn about from the Timberwolves past? You'll find out after the break. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Time to learn about the Timberwolves of the past. That's right. I don't really know about, uh, you know, I think the um, the rules for this segment really are as long as they're not currently on the team, they're an old school wolf. Right, Scott? That's correct. So Rashad McCants is uh, who we're going to be talking about. You know about. what? Kevin Garnett's an old school wolf, too. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. He's already an old school wolf. Sure. You, you got it. There's some, yeah, you can, if you're over 35 or not on the team, you're eligible for better. No, an old school wolf. Scott, I still remember how excited I was when the Minnesota Timberwolves drafted Rashad McCants with the 14th overall pick in the 2005 NBA draft. I had just watched him lead UNC Tar Heels to an NCAA title alongside other future NBA players such as Marvin Williams, Raymond Felton, and Sean May. McCants was the team's first lottery pick since 1999 with a silky smooth shooting form and an NBA-ready two-guard body. He represented hope for the future of the franchise. Unfortunately, Rashad's career ended up being more of a cautionary tale about attitude and mentality getting in the way of natural ability and NBA skill. Quote, he's a talented guy who played hard, said former teammate Kevin Love, but he seemed to have his own agenda. I'm a fan of his as a player, but maybe not so much as a person, unquote. So this is this quote comes to us from uh, uh, Chris Palmer, who wrote an ESPN magazine uh, article about Rashad in 2012. Uh, it goes on to say, Love turns to his locker neighbor, Brian Cardinal, uh, the custodian, I think is what they call him, the custodian? Yeah. The custodian. I was going to say, the, is it just the janitor? The janitor custodian. It's the custodian. It's the custodian. Anyway, Love turns to his locker neighbor, Brian Cardinal, quote, why do you think Rashad is out of the league? He asks. Quote, I'm not touching that, unquote, Cardinal says before walking up to another player who declined to be named, walks up and slaps his own arms. Quote, because of these right here, he says, referring to McCants tattoos. Quote, he lives by those. On their old teammates' right biceps is written on the right, born to be hated. On the left, dying to be loved. Uh, so those were those were Rashad's most famous tattoos and most famous words very poetic born to be hated dying to be loved after appearing in 225 games over four seasons with the wolves he was traded to the sacramento kings in 2009 at the at the 2009 trade deadline uh, since then things have only gotten worse being cut from sacramento houston and then bouncing around the world in basketball leagues in the philippines france brazil lebanon and uh, last year he uh, played in venezuela and now you better know, an old school wolf. But before we go here today, um, Scott is going to read for you um, a poem that Rashad wrote um, while he was in Minnesota. It's called Can't Hold Me Down. And this is a real poem. This is not something we're making up. This is not a joke poem. This is a real poem that uh, Deadspin had a couple of years ago. Apparently it was on the wall of a YMCA. He wrote it and then they put it up on the wall of a local YMCA or something yeah. like that. This is a real poem that Rashad McCants wrote a couple of years ago. Can't Hold Me Down by Rashad McCants. 
Am I trapped in the wardrobe? No lion, no witch, no clothes, no doors, just a light. And that shining light under the door is a star to be born, a man, no longer a boy. But if that door is locked and that key is lost, then that star isn't a star. That star is a light under the door, just another light under another door. Shine, light, shine. But only for so long you ignore that sound of a hungry blood hound, scratching, clawing, biting through that door. He's going to get to the other side, even if he has to burst through the floor. Denying his presence makes him hot like the Earth's core. It's unbelievable doubt on the other side, but he's screaming doubt some more. It's scary to see the destruction he'll do when he got through the door. Alright everybody, welcome back. We are in the final segment of today's mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and it's worth sticking around for. You're going to be happy you did. Let me guess, it's game time. It is game time up yes. in here, yes. and because stealing is the highest form of flattery, oh, yeah. just outright thievery. Mm. And it's cool that I do this, because I work in public radio. been working at NPR for five years. That's fine. Minnesota Public Radio. What's wrong with that? And so it's okay that I steal a segment from the popular public radio quiz show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, everybody loves that show. Yeah, they're Call all... Call-in show. Yeah, they're hilarious. Uh, <laughs> listen to NPR on weekends, you can hear that. Love it. And we're taking this game straight from them. It's called the Limerick Challenge. Okay. I am going to read a there limerick to you. Okay. And what, you... Now what is a limerick? It is a poem. Yes. That goes... The rhyming scheme is A-A-B-B-A. Great. And the two B's are kind of shorter lines. Got it, got it. Got You'll it. pick it up quickly. Okay. I've got three different limericks here that I need you to finish. Okay. I'll need you to say the final word of the limerick, Neil. Okay. Easy enough. So you're going to read me the first bit, and then I have to somehow know what the last part is going to be. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Limerick number one. The wolves have been a team for a quarter century. The only thing the same is KG's chin goatee. But at the beginning, when we weren't winning... Crunch's original number was 101.3. Yep, that's hey! correct. There you go. <laughs> Nothing okay, to it. Okay, I was worried about that, but there you go. You led me right into it. I like it. I like it. Things go up in difficulty. <laughs> oh, boy. Number two. The pre-KG wolves really kind of stunk, but one of their crew made a legendary dunk. It was beastly and won a trophy the slam was nicknamed East Bay Funk. Yeah, there you go. Hey, who is that? Uh, Isaiah Ryder. Isaiah, uh, JR. <laughs> yes. No, not same, JR Ryder. Same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I man, think his I name can... is Isaiah Ryder, but JR was the. Isaiah JR Ryder. Oh, man. Either one, either He's a one. a big Dallas fan. I just realized Beastly and Trophy rhymed better in my head, but that's okay. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. I, I could have I emphasized yeah, the It's all about how you different. say it. Yeah. It's all about how you man, say it. Man, rappers have taught us that, that's for sure. <laughs> Lil Wayne's the best at that. <laughs> Absolutely. Really making words that have no business rhyming into rhyming words. Oh, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. If you re- if you printed it out, everyone yeah, would be like, this, this guy's crazy. Sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you listen to it, you say that guy's crazy. Sure. All right. Here's your final limb, Rick Neal. After starting the season with great splendor, it seems that our team is a pretender. Now our main task is to finally ask Simmons, Ingram, or Dragon... 
Bender. Oh, I wasn't sure if you're gonna know that one. All right. Yes. Top three. Top three in the draft Those, picks. Yes, scoring right there now. There we go. Wow, that was really good. Good job with the with the limericks. Now you guys know how to write limericks. A A B B A. Yeah. Middle two are a little shorter. And uh, tune in to Wait, 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 Don't Tell Me every weekend on Minnesota Public Radio. <laughs> a little plug for Wait, Wait right yeah. there for you. Make sure, um, you know, if you can think of any um, potential Timberwolves limericks, send them our way. That'd be fun. We'll think of some different ones. Maybe post them up on Twitter. They're very Twitter-friendly, I would think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You could fit all those into a tweet, all, all those phrases into oh, tweets. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah so send us your best limericks get some hashtag online. wolves limericks happening here. That'd be great. Yeah. And as then, long as we're promoting stuff selfishly, yeah. come to my trivia night every Tuesday at oh, Darby's. Where is Darby's? Darby's pub and grill it's right by the target field light rail stop oh great right next to the ford center right close to fulton beer mm-hmm. you guys know where that is every tuesday 6 p.m come play trivia i'm the host yeah and i think it would be cool if like a bunch of timberwolves uh, fans came and then What's, you could have a timberwolves contingent yeah, i like that and you can maybe even there are some um it's tuesday night so there's some tuesday games remaining so you know maybe it's something where you come for a drink and a little bit of darby's and then head over to the game you've done something that before like that. i've done that uh scott please tell me uh what what can first place win uh at your trivia night every $75 to the bar. It's the biggest prize of any Trivia Mafia night anywhere in it's the a, Twin Cities. It's a lot of food and beverage from Darby's. Uh, I can say that uh, I've had their food and I've had their delicious Darby Rita. It's very good. So um, definitely head over Tuesday nights. It's a lot of fun. This is big Darby. You know, it's like one of those things where you're, you're always like, man, I wish I hung out with my friends a little more. I wish there was like communal gatherings where people got together and did stuff face to face these days. It just feels like uh, all my connections and social connections I'm making every day are on the TV screen. I'm always That's what I like about that. trivia. It gets everyone around a table, puts down their phone because it's illegal to use your phone during trivia. Putting their wits to use. Exactly. Yeah. Love Teams it. that play trivia together stay friends together. Yeah. They, they go each other weddings and they never lose touch. So check out Scott's Trivia Night. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We've, uh, you know, we've had a great time so far. Through. Thanks for everyone who's been sharing our stuff, people who've yeah. been sharing the Shabazz video from yeah. last week. We've, uh, we're, ten, we're 10 episodes deep at this point, and uh, we're not slowing down anytime soon. So um, make sure you continue to listen. Tell your Timberwolves uh, pals, Timberwolves fan pals about uh, what we're doing over here. That would be much appreciated. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening this week. We'll be back uh, next week with another show. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, you'll never read this in an obituary. Bob Smith died yesterday at the age of 74. He finished life in 186th place.